0: welcome into another survivor edition of the bitter jury podcast i'm your host richard my joined alongside daniel westoff charles matthews i'm so excited that we are continuing this weekly thing and i'm getting these newbies into survivor but let's break everything down from this past episode i'm gonna start with you westoff how you doing
1: Well, Richard, uh, I just got to say, tonight is just too critical not to have a vote, so I brought a couple of tools with me, and uh, while we do this podcast, I'll be burning a fake idol to make sure I've got my vote tonight. Uh, No, I am doing great. Uh, That that episode, I came into this series not even liking Survivor, not knowing much other than uh, season one, so uh respect to you after two episodes i'm already hooked in so shouts to you you knew i'd like it in and, and i do and i'm hooked now and i'm ready to dig into all the drama okay. was you know week two of survivor
0: awesome 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 you love to hear it charles are we uh, is it somewhere where you and agree? off agree
2: I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with him you know i continue to Enjoy watching again, I think, because I now have other people that I know are vested. It makes me want to watch even more. Um, And, you know, I think it's actually I know, it's you said, that it's so much more fast paced compared to Big Brother. So I kind of feel like I'm always on the edge of my seat waiting on something to happen. Uh, plus, there are people that I just absolutely can't stand in the are on the island rather. And that just makes me want to watch even more.
0: Oh, watching you correct yourself to on the island is such a is such I mean, a minor it's such a minor win, but such a win for me. All right, we come into the episode with camp life. Wassoff, since this episode is the freshest in your mind, I'll let you kind of go off and bring us into the episode.
1: Sure. Well, I'll tell you that the way the episode opened is the one reason why I didn't want to watch a show that wasn't uh, Big Brother. Uh, let me elaborate on that a little bit. So my biggest pet peeve with the reality shows is the producer's power. Like they can put any story they want. If they cut the right clips together, I would know I do this for a living in, in our you know, tennis industry. Uh, cutting Gruskin's podcast clips, but um, so I, I I don't like not knowing what the true story is behind the camera. Like in Big Brother, we've got the live feeds twenty four seven for the most part, so you can get the real story or at least puzzle piece it together. Uh, so I remember watching the preview last week for this episode, and you see uh, what's his name, Jake, Jake falling into the fire, and I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be like helicopter flies in or paramedic him out, and like we open up the episode and he's like. You know obviously dehydrated and pretty hungry but he was just like blowing on the fire too much smoke got a little dizzy and fell over it was a little dramatic but like they built that up to be so much more kendra was basically like yo are you good and he's like no i'm not good but yeah i'm fine and then they just moved on and they started talking games. so uh i didn't love the high drama for nothing no payoff uh but what can you say you got to get something to hook people in to come watch the episode i guess
0: yeah, I mean, this is something that we've seen before what happened to Jake with the smoke inhalation and just kind of, like, making you faint. Um, I feel like this has happened to someone else. I don't know if this was the the mm, um, redacted person. I'll just say it. Freaking Mike Scoopin' incident. Um, yeah, we just don't talk about Scoopin'. Um, Survivor fans know why, but moving on. Um this is something that we've seen on the show before like the dangers of smoke inhalation and just like this is a dangerous show at, at like the end of the day and it's probably when it comes to like you're looking at like these kinds of competition reality shows probably on the like one of the mo- more dangerous ones just because like you're fighting the elements and then even like self-started things like smoke inhalation so I don't know. We'll We'll kind of see what happens but What does ensue is, like, the forming of, like, a Kendra-Jake relationship going on. So, I'll ask you guys, when you look at that tribe as a whole, it's interesting because you have, like, multiple groups forming. You have the girls, you have the guys, you have Kendra and Jake as a duo, you have Kelly and Brando as a duo, and then you have Katora and Bruce, who just don't like each other at all. So what do you guys kind of make of this tribe dynamic because i just i find this tribe dynamic super interesting because of how many like layers there are Uh, charles i'll go go. first
2: yeah i would say i'll go quickly just because i don't have anything super profound to say but just looking outside in i feel like brando and uh kelly are in a really interesting spot as long as they continue to play that middle ground, right? Because he's kind of also been adopted into the girls and they're super trusting of him. But then he also has that little side deal with Kelly, which kind of solidifies him even more. And I think, again, on the flip, it puts her in a great spot because, you know, From the jump, the guys were kind of the targets and the girls were, oh, my gosh, we can't trust them, but we can trust Brando because he's a skinny guy with glasses. And I think now that that's kind of helped her kind of get an end with the guys, then just being in that middle is going to be really interesting to watch um, as it plays out a little bit more. Yeah, Yeah, I would
1: uh, I'd say right now that I would lean more towards the girl side of that dynamic than the guys, just because they've got more in common. We saw in that first episode, they're all the same age, you know, similar birthdays. um, The the guys, they're all like three different stereotypes. Like Bruce is older, uh, kind of the dad figure. Uh, Jake, Uncle,
2: correction. Uncle. Uncle. Then you've Mm. got, you know. Brando the Funkle. The funkle. I can't believe I just
1: said that. <laughs> Brando's more the, the nerd uh stereotype. And then Jake is just your dude from Boston. And like, yeah, they're they're the dudes. And so it's easy to group them because the girls all seem to bond, but they don't seem to have that common thread bonding them together outside of just like being bigger threats, maybe. Um, so I would see them I would I could very easily see the girls pulling over one or two of the guys if it comes to a tribal council so uh but yeah no very very interesting tribe dynamics compared to the other groups i'd say
0: yeah well moving on to the first challenge the reward challenge which was oh my goodness i don't even freaking remember um it it was was you
1: shoot the ball it rolls down you catch it while yes the the rope maze
2: yes throw some rings
1: and something else too right or was it just rings, that and rings?
2: Yeah, it was just those. Yeah, two that and
1: rings,
0: because the yeah, the ball you would um unlock. Yeah, you'd unlock rings, and you, then you had to yeah shoot it over. This is going to be a continual question, and maybe it's better to save it for after immunity. But just what what have you guys thought of the challenges? Because I just, I mean, to me, they're much more they're more physical for sure than Big Brother.
1: Yeah, I I had this as one of my notes, and I, I'm actually like intrigued because. One of my stereotypes coming into this survivors like game show, I guess, was the fact that, you know, I thought all the challenges were the same. They're just obstacle courses and different obstacle courses and puzzles, you know, mix it up a little bit. The kind of puzzle, the kind of obstacle. But in the end, that's like there's no there hasn't been a lot of, uh, of other group type like Big Brother. You've got. A lot more mental a lot more chance even um this has all been physical yet i still f- find each competition intriguing and pulling me in and i'm not just like in big brother a lot of times i'll fast forward through the comp and just to get to the end so uh yeah i thought it would be a bigger issue for me but no i've been enjoying it um and it, it's a lot it's a lot more even than i expected for such a physical competition there has i mean obviously lulu's lost a lot um, but that's come down to, you know, really weak gameplay by a like weak player like Brandon um, outside of someone who's that drastically bad at the game. Like even Julie, who is much older than the rest of the cast is keeping up just fine, even on these, you know, big obstacles.
0: Yeah, and I think towards the beginning of the season, you tend to see usually more puzzles and the physical And then as you head into those later stages, you kind of start to see more of like the mental and memory challenges where we've seen challenges where like, when you think of a, when you think of like the best way to describe it is like, when you think of a bop it and as you, and like, as you go, you're required to remember more things in a sequence, that kind of stuff where the lack of your physiological needs being met shelter and food and water and all that, where that takes a toll. That's when they really start to play on it and, does they really Sur- get to test your memory.
1: Does Survivor do any chance type games that have no real ability to like have a strategy? It's just like rolling a ball through a maze, like Big Brother.
0: Chance type? Not really. Okay, interesting. It's you're you're usually like when you win a challenge on Survivor, it's usually not luck. If any the the like most chancy thing that you're gonna get. You already saw it once. Uh, it was the kind of like Shipwheel Island type of thing that um, that Drew and Brandon had to do, mm-hmm. and just the chance of what order you put your numbers in. Sure. That's about but as but much as you're going to get. That's still required. Like, that still yeah, but that still you requires you, to, you to actually get the numbers and get there. But yeah, interesting. Um, so
1: that's why Series never won anything. <laughs> Sorry, I had, had to get <laughs> okay. a dig in. Sure, so. sure. He's going to sure. win Big Brother, so. <laughs>
0: Charles, I'll come to you with your opinions on the immediate challenges so oh, sorry, that's generally the
2: challenges so far. Yeah, it it's kind of interesting that Daniel said that he you said that you approached this like thinking that it was going to be similar to Big Brother as far as the challenges go, because I was the opposite, you know, kind of how I've said from day one, like these people are fucking going on Survivor, they're going to an island to live outside. I'm immediately making the assumption that it is going to be exponentially harder. Um, but I know right out of the gate, I think it was maybe in our first episode, I made a comment on how these challenges were very much more reminiscent of Big Brother Canada because they are so physical and they're literally like about to pass out when they're doing everything. Um, and it, it makes me wish that Big Brother America would start to adopt a little bit more physical things. You know, I know, obviously, um, this is kind of crossing lines of what we're talking about. But, you know, they're on an island, as opposed to being in a closed space. But I just think that they could really benefit from doing some more things like this. Again, you know, you put the hit the nail on the head by saying chance type stuff, right? You know, again, we're looking at uh Miss Felicia's at Felicia's H-O-H. Is HOH? Yeah, we're looking at her HOH win and she's like hooping and hollering. And you all remember <laughs> I was like given the side eye because you didn't do shit to win that. Um
0: she rolled a I ball really, down a really, hill.
2: Yeah, like come on. So I mean, I really love that Survivor is you have to go win it, and it's forcing team cohesion a bit more kind of right out of the gate too because you have to be able to communicate and and listen um to instruction which truthfully i probably would not do very well um just add that to another list of things that keep me from ever applying to be on survivor for sure
0: yeah and i think something that i've enjoyed in past seasons that i I just off the top of my head right now, cannot remember to think if they keep, if they've, if they've kept doing this into the forties, but while challenges throughout the show are always going to be physical or like majority of time, are going to be physical. They do production is really well pairing where physically players should be in the game with what challenge at what stage of the game. I'll explain at the beginning the question is, how is your tribe portioning what you have? You have limited resources, limited supplies. How are you portioning this out to for longevity, right? So you're looking at more physical challenges where like a tribe may be using more of their rice, maybe more prepared for now and these current challenges. But like a few episodes down the line, they're going to have way less food than a tribe that was more, you know, with the with the world of rationing and saving. And then later on where you're where you're kind of dealing with the lack of sleep, lack of food, you're exhausted. That's when you would start to see the mental cop, the mental comps and the endurance comps. Like you've had like the best comparison is like the BB wall comps, the pressure cookers, a great example of it. of like, honestly, pressure cooker is probably a little bit easier than the big brother comps it's like the Big Brother comps are like standing on like a two-inch beam for hours. And then they added things where like you had to keep a block between a top pole and your head. There was one, there were ones where like you had to hold your arm above your head for hours and you had like a chain attached to your arm. And when you dropped it, a bucket of water would fall on your head and you lose. Like those kinds of endurance comps where you're at the point where like, of physical exhaustion because of how long you've been out there and you're testing that because why would you test that when you have a bunch of fresh people, right? The just started. True. That's,
1: it's a good point. Yeah. Cause in the big brother game, those kind of challenges just mean the mats of the world are going to win the Olympics.
0: It doesn't mean anything because you've just, it's just, you're living in a house. So it doesn't, you're, you're usually, unless you're a have not, you're usually not dealing with sleep deprivation and hunger and like you're cold shivering through the night. Yeah, no. You've got a nice bed with sheets. Like, I think what takes a longer, a bigger toll on Big Brother is the fact that it's a longer time period, if anything.
1: S three about that. She's been around the house going, I hate this game more, <laughs> more and more as, as it's gone on. So
0: <laughs> but I will say Briefly the one thing that I'm very Excited about is um, Survivor 4045 Is supposed to be bringing back Yeah Survivor 45 will bring My favorite One of my favorite challenges back to this show And it's a reward challenge In the merge stage So when we get to it I want it on record that this is one of my favorite Challenges and I was furious when they got Rid of it it's called the Survivor Auction. Every player gets like $500 and you bid in $20 increments on like food items. It's so fun. Interesting. Oh, it's so like freaking good. And Propes plays it up so much. Like he will like choose sometimes like to keep items covered and then like you'll buy it for like 400 bucks, he'll reveal it and it's like pig brain or like some like island delicacy that's like there was, I think one of them was like chicken hearts, there was pig brain, sea slugs. Like it's, I, but I sometimes, actually, uh, but sometimes it's been like a whole roast chicken. I see.
1: I, uh, I miss those big brother food comps, so I'm looking forward to that.
0: Oh, and then it usually is closed off with like some sort of advantage, so either an advantage in the next challenge or like an immune or like a clue to where the idol is. Oh, the auction is so good. I can't wait for y'all to see that. But yeah, well, speaking of enough, teams who, who yeah, desperately here. need food here. You win. Lulu I, finally I, I, wins as a weekly reward yeah. challenge.
1: You guys that's were telling experience. me to text you as I was watching the episode and I'm not lying. Like that that's when that's when I got hooked. As when I saw them win and I I got emotional. I was like, "God, yeah, they they need that. They deserve that. They've been through hell." <laughs> I was like, "How am I this invested already? It's been like two hours total of the show so I know but that was really that was really cool to see after uh, had they won anything or did they get last place in reward and they've
0: gone last place on every single challenge so far this is their first challenge win
1: that that was really cool just to like yeah see see them finally overcome see Emily not have to be the scapegoat for every every single competition actually actually, I guess she wasn't the scapegoat but
0: it was, <laughs> it, yeah, was it was Brandon. It was Brandon. Yeah. But, I think so. it does mean a lot though that the first challenge after getting rid of Brandon you win. And yeah. and it's not like you come in second and get some smaller reward. You won the whole thing like came in first.
1: Yeah. And you but, saw what it did to their tribe. Like even when yeah. Caleb was gone, they were bonding Sabaya, Emily, and Sean when they had the food. It was it brought them together after so much animosity for the first few days. Like you could just see that hunger, as soon as you you know satisfy it, maybe you can make some inroads with the people that are having coming for you.
0: But this brings up um part of the reward that we've seen for the last few seasons, and I'm curious what you guys thought of it. Lulu as the as a tribe that came in first, is able to do a tribe raid. So Lulu chooses to send someone to one of the other two tribes, and that person is allowed to take something from another tribe's camp. Um So I'll go to you, Charles first. what were what do you think of them choosing Caleb and their choice of Reba over Bello? Do you think that that was a good choice of which tribe to go to? Do you think it didn't really matter? Do you think they should have gone to Bello instead? And was Caleb the right choice?
2: I'll go ahead and say, I'll give my quick answer first. Tribe selection, I'm not sure about because I don't know the intricacies of that to feel like I have a strong opinion either way. But I'll kind of go on a little sidebar in answering the question about Caleb, because I kind of had a question for you all about him. I don't like him. (laughs) And so watching him and watching them select him and having it be like, oh, my gosh, everybody loves Caleb. And he's just such a nice guy. Like to me, he's just kind of boring and it's just kind of there. And so I don't know if that's just me being the usual salty Charles while I'm watching reality TV and I pick someone to hate in addition to everyone else that I hate, and Caleb just happens to be that guy. Um, I mean, I guess because everybody on the island has that perception of him that he's cool and likable. I don't know. To me, he I don't there's something fake about it. I think, you know, mostly. I know so many people in sales, I've been in sales. And so I kind of see through that bullshit pretty easily. And even watching him on the like, oh, well, I'm going to make a connection with you so that I can feel and I can offer you this and then you're going to offer me information. I was just like, dude, this is the oldest trick in the fucking book. These people are stupid to be falling for it. Um, So, I mean, yes and no, I guess is my long answer. Yes, because they obviously have more insight on what everybody else perceives him to be, even though, as we saw, a couple of people were already commenting that they can tell that he's a little bit of a shyster. <laughs> like he's, you know, definitely working um, his game for sure.
1: Yeah, I will, yeah, uh, and real yeah, r- quick, because yeah. uh, yeah. I, I don't have much to add other than to say, yeah, I agree with your assessment, Charles. I get. I liked him the first episode. He did seem nice. He was the one who reached out to Emily when she was kind of off on her own. But you can, like, this episode made me think that, like, it's a front. Like, he's putting it on on purpose, and there's maybe more deception behind it. Like, especially when he was over there doing his thing with Reba, he was really, really calculated. And so it wasn't just a genuine, like, hey, guys, what's up? It was like very like choosing his words very carefully Mm -hmm. and yes that's good for the game uh but it just it's less authentic um but no so richard i I would flip it back at you being the one who's watched the show before what is the correct strategy when you do a raid is it to target a strong tribe or is it to target a tribe that you think you can make inroads with or is both are both options viable just depending on the season
0: for me, it's very situational. If I'm the one that's, if I'm part of this of the decision, picking which tribe to raid, the first thing that's going to come to my mind is, let me think back to the reward challenges that have happened. Which tribe has a reward that we need? Right. I'm going to preface this quickly and say, I heard a lot of people. I saw a lot of people saying on Twitter, and I myself questioned, could Caleb have gone in and taken the Flint? The one thing that this tribe needs so badly is fire. Like they are, they are freaking cold and Sabaya needs that idol. So there were questions about whether they could take the Flint or not. I have, I have a feeling I have a gut feeling that production said that the Flint was off limits since it's connected to the immunity challenges. So for me, what I'm like, if it's, if it's a level playing field, right. If everything's level, I'm likely going to target the stronger tribe and try to weaken them and even the playing field a bit more. Knowing that, like, since this isn't a themed season, which I'll explain in a second, no tribe should be inherently stronger than the other. Right? In the past, we've had themed seasons where people were divided onto tribes based off of a certain demographic, per se. You go farther back into the early, early seasons, you had a season where tribe where there were four tribes based on race. Newer seasons, you had uh, the most like I think of brains versus bronze versus beauty. So you had people that were known for that, like on on brawn, you had like a former NBA player and cops on the beauty tribe. You had models on the brain tribe. You had like a rocket scientist. Right since since we're not in those divisions, there should not be one tribe that's inherently stronger than the other. So just weakening the one that's been doing the best is probably your best way to go. But for me, mainly it would be down to what do they have? like if like Reba had the fishing gear. and if I'm sitting there with you know these four guys guys and I'm like, and we decide like if we had fishing gear, we could get food because one of us could fish and like could be good at fishing and get us food that way then that's 100% the route that you go. It's just what fits. Like, there's been, like, if there's been the comfort reward and you want the, the comfort reward, which is usually, like, a hammock and a pillow and a blanket, then maybe that's what you go for if you've been having crappy sleep. But I think everything is, like, situational, where it's, like, what does our tribe need that another tribe has, if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. But... To to talk about the likability thing because you bring up a really like interesting point, Charles, and i I know what I I know that there are two words that I'm about to say that are going to frustrate you, and they frustrate me as well. But you know that it exists, and I want to know if you can kind of guess what I'm gonna say. Oh gosh,
2: You're putting me on the
0: <laughs> spot. Thinking about likability and like keeping strong friendships. End end game. This is something that I know that we've talked about on the Big Brother uh,
2: episodes of something that Uh, are you going like your uh, are are you going down your jury management conquest jury management?
0: (laughs) I just think people are so threatened by a guy that can at least put up that front, and to the naive people, because like the thing is, at the end of the day, like Sabaya, Emily, Sean, they don't know, they don't really know the people on the other tribes. So, like, they don't know how smart or how stupid they are. So, like, for all they know, Caleb's front could be, like, really advantageous to him and just be, like, bad for them and, like, they could be naive and fall for it. So, like, at the end of the day, I just think – I do think that Caleb's going to be seen as the likable guy. I don't know if it's a front or not just yet. I'm still trying to read that because – there's a like based off episode one, Wesoff. You're right, he is the likable guy. But when you think and remember that this motherfricker works in sales, and he was spouting it off could, sales it techniques. Could be, it could be it could be total bullshit. So it, it's interesting, and that's something I think that we're gonna need to watch and see if that's something that he gets targeted for, just being that super likable and friendly guy, because We've seen it in Big Brother. It translates to Survivor. The social game is very important. How you create those friendships and how you maintain those friendships has proven to be important. We've had four seasons and two of those seasons have had winners that were very much so like on the like happy-go-lucky, really outgoing, like loud, big, like fun personality, like super likable super social side in marianne and in 42 and jam jam last season so it's it's important to be likable it's important to be because at the end of the day jurors part of their part of how we've seen juries make their decision is like do i feel comfortable given giving this person all this money i don't know what do you guys think i'll let i've been talking for too long i'll let you guys kind of react to what i just said
1: yeah um I'm trying to even think where to go from here, but I, I, I would just say, you know, we'll just move on with inside of this scenario. It wasn't just that he went over there and tried to be likable and made it, he also was given a power to give away. And I thought that was super interesting. Another cool dynamic to the show to just like add complexity and different, different ways for people to make inroads with uh, their fellow cast members. And so um Caleb was given this restore vote power. It's not like the most powerful thing. It's but it's if you're like on this episode, Sabaya, and you don't have your vote, you don't have to go to the drastic stakes that she went to to get it back. You could use this simple power. And I thought it was interesting that he tr- chose Drew. Um, you know, Drew's make it, set himself up a little bit. He's uh, got an alliance with Austin with their idol and the power that he got. They formed some new thing as they were looking for the idol with Julie and D. Now he's got some new alliance with another tribe member, Caleb, who gave him this power. Uh, He's getting set up pretty nice. I have to say, though, I don't know if it was in this section where Caleb was visiting their camp or just in the general, like when he got caught digging for that idol. But I'm getting strong Napoleon Dynamite vibes for uh, Drew. Like when, when he broke. got cut. Is it his
0: is it his looks,
1: hundred percent. Absol- it is when <laughs> I'd he like got to say
0: if I could cut him for five seconds, I'd like sure. to remind you as you continue your points about Drew. Drew also has another advantage, lest we not forget he also What's- has safety without power.
1: Yes, yes. I knew one. I knew he so had something along thing. with the idol through the awesome. Yeah, doing. that's another thing to think about. So but yeah, he, when you he got on. caught, one terrible liar. Like you gotta, as you're digging, already have a pre-made up story in the back of your head that as soon as you get caught, you just spit that out. He had to come up with that on a spot, and that's when he would like eyes closed, glasses on, kind of open mouth breather. I was like, This is Napoleon Dynamite all day long. He, he I mean just,
2: to to be fair, as I defend my guy Drew, who again is a pretty in a pretty fucking awesome spot so far, I'm not fun one. Um, how many times have you already had a lie in the back of your mind that you were going to tell somebody, and you get caught off guard, and you just fucking lose it in that moment? I have done it. I'm sure you've both done it. We're not that good, and we're also not on a fucking island digging around with no like way to clean ourselves, which I found that really <laughs> disgusting. So yeah, you know what, Drew? It was awkward as shit, but kudos <laughs> to you because you all found a way to somewhat circle back and correct that awkwardness. Yeah.
0: I mean, first of all, I'd like to say props to Westoff because I love that only two episodes in, Westoff has already understood the point of if you're going to go to look for an idol, be prepared if you get caught. Because one, because, and we've, and I've mentioned this before, in big brother if you f off to a different room in the house the rest of the house is not hunting you down with spears and daggers but in survivor you're all sitting around a freaking campfire and if the three of us Bless are sitting Lulu. together and it and if the three of us are sitting together and at some point charles says he's going to go get water from the water from the water well and he's gone for an extended period of time time that's that is definitely longer than it takes for someone to pour water into a water bottle into a canteen me and Wesoff are going to start thinking to ourselves where the hell is this guy did he start looking for an idol and then you start hunting him right so you have to be prepared if people catch you and I I will give props where, it do, where it's due I think that the lie that Drew came up with brilliant brilliant Blame it on someone that already had, like, D was already doubting Sifu as a player and as someone that you can trust. Um, I will say, I don't think that that, four, that, that group of four is new. I think they formed in the first episode. Um, That's why D and Julie were kind of backs felt blindsided by the fact that Drew wasn't telling them stuff and that, you know, that whole thing went down. I think I'll the best option would have been just to come clean and say, like, we wanted to like we should have told you guys sorry i just i just think that the lie that, that drew came up with brilliant really and and this it that lie was pretty
1: good but was there was good. that there was that awkward moment where like he didn't he wasn't able to share that lie with austin so when austin came over It'd be really obvious if he was like, "Hey, Austin, I just told them we were looking for that idol that Sifu was looking for, or whatever." Like, like telling him what the lie should be in, in front of them, it'd be obvious. But he lying. did. I I don't know if they actually showed because that, that's what I was most. No, he did. In. As
0: as Austin came over, like Drew goes, like Wait, he oh, said yeah, he, they were looking for him- the idol, but he, I don't know if he, he mentioned
1: Sifu. He? he mentioned Sifu's name. Well, I I like but but the point I was gonna make is the I did like his follow-up. The way he followed up and said, Hey guys, I'm sorry it was so awkward when you caught me. I was lying to you, but it was because it wasn't my idol to share. And so I couldn't tell you until me and Austin discussed, it was his idol to share. That
0: does you. kind of throw him on uh, Austin under the boss. No, cause he and
1: Austin came together and they were like, look, we do want to share this with you. Yeah. I just, and, and Drew was like, this is why it was awkward, but we, we both want to share it with you. So I thought that was a good cleanup job by, by Drew. Uh, so good job to him.
2: Well, and that's so I'll say this really quickly. Um, cause I don't want to keep drawing on, but that's something that's been in the back of my mind. And it, I don't know if I've ever said it about Big Brother but I feel even more so even strongly about it you know watching Survivor like coming up with these alliances and figuring out who's talk to who like on Survivor like I'm going to notice if I'm sitting under a palm tree at camp and Daniel and Richard have walked off into the jungle together and so I'm the type of person too at that point I'm just going to assume that you're doing something Right. So it's so interesting to me seeing the dynamic of that where it's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you and I are going to have this talk. Then at some point, I'm going to go rummaging for food with somebody else. I'm going to assume that you're going to assume that I'm talking to them, too. And so that would just be a complete mind fuck for me, truthfully, which is also why I kind of said I like how they were able to tie that back in. And how, yes, he was kind of awkward at first, but he talked to Austin and they locked that back in of like, hey, like, yes, we still have our foursome, but we needed to look for an opportunity to make sure that we were on the same page and make sure that Sifu and whoever else wasn't around to like creep up on this conversation.
0: Yeah, and I think you guys have noticed it's a lot harder to hide alliances in this game because not only the fact that like when you walk off, it's obvious Right for starters, like there's if you're trying to hide it, there's not many places where you can hide to go have those like c- those private conversations. If you're walking off together, people are gonna assume that you're in alliance. Whether that be to go take a bath in the ocean, or if you're gonna go collect firewood, or if you're gonna go to get water, whatever it is, it's gonna look sketch. And also, I think also in a game where in Big Brother you're picking between two people, in Survivor you have pretty much the lot to choose from it's going to become increasingly clear where you know who's voting with who right whereas in big brother you're just kind of voting it's usually voting for like either a specific target or just the lesser of two evils right yeah so I think that just makes it more interesting. But before we head to the immunity challenge, Austin's um, the, the idol that Austin and drew find has a new stipulation on it that we have not seen yet. The stipulation is if, if I'm not mistaken, it's Austin's Austin holds it. Yes. Or is drew holding? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Austin's holding it. So for every tribal that Austin gives up his vote, the idol increases in power. The first time he gives it up, um, so it's so it's good for one tribal initially, just flat out. If he gives it up for one tribal, it'll be good until it says until all players are one, are on one island. What that means essentially is until merge. And then it says if you give it up, a second at a second tribal. It is a full force idol that is good until f- until the final 5. What do you guys make of this twist? You know, what would you guys do if you guys were if you guys were given that idol? I'll I'll go to you first Charles. Uh
2: you know, the whole time I was sitting there thinking I wish that it were Drew holding it because <laughs> I do think he's in, in such a good place. And outside of him being on my draft team and me just wanting to get far, that would be the perfect idol to hold, knowing that you're in a good spot with everybody. Then you have absolutely no pressure to use it. Again, you know, as you had kind of said, you can kind of give things to other people, but it's like sit pretty, get yourself as far as you can, and then use it if you're like pressed, you know, to the wall and actually need it um austin i've also feel is in a decent place so he should be able to skirt by um hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so and not have and not be forced to use it but i think it's cool i like having you know as occasionally with big brother but we've never seen something grow in power but you know obviously there are powers that have had limited weeks that they were able to be used i think it's really 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 re- Really interesting to see that if you are playing the game well and you are able to finagle your way around using this end game once you get there, like let's fucking go, like save that shit, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, that that was my attitude too. Save that; it's going to be
2: what the yeah. fuck, Daniel. You we are not supposed oh, no. to agree on that. <laughs> well, th- it's Does not it? exactly
1: agreeing. I was going to say okay, I started okay. out with that attitude. Save that shit. Like you're going to know when you're going to need to use it. It's going to be obvious. Uh, But by the end of the episode, I was was eating my words on that. And so now I feel a lot less comfortable with my strategic mind for this game. So learning curve for me.
0: But we will get to why Westoff felt like he needs to eat his own words on that one. But let's talk about the challenge, uh, the immunity challenge for today. Uh, called "Dragon the Dragon." By the way, just so y'all know, every single challenge on this show has a name. That is something that I wanted to preface. It's just more fun. Addition, additional things that production has done. Just like, for example, the episode uh, titles being titles of like say quotes from the episode. So, like first episode was "We Can Do Hard Things." Last episode, uh, the second episode was "Brought a Bazooka to a Tea Party." This episode, for those who didn't know, was No Man Left Behind. Um, but yeah, what did you guys think of the immunity challenge? This is something that we've seen before, where they have to drag a car and then disassemble it, push it through like a little, like, I don't know, great thing. I don't know. And then reassemble, keep going. What did you guys think of it?
1: Well, I thought it the... I had trouble deciphering how difficult the puzzle was like the way it was edited it was it was hard for me to really understand was Lulu that significantly worse at this puzzle than the other two teams but I know outside of the puzzle the crucial the most crucial part of this challenge was the, getting the key off the pole and yeah. you could see the different strategies uh, Reba had Austin up there who was just bigger than the other yes. two oh, okay. and he was just like <laughs> l- long enough like arms and push. legs one push done uh, I don't remember what uh what's her name uh Cur- oh it's covering what's her name well, uh, Kendra sorry Ken- Kendra- so
0: Kendra, what Kendra was she doing? kind of she hooked she hooked the 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 ring that the key was on on the edge of her pole. And slid it off. Gotcha. Yeah. So where Austin shoved, just kind of just like push it off the thing, the thing, the pole, yeah. or whatever it was hanging on. Kendra just kind of like slid it and just kind of push it, push it out with. Like, yeah, which was catch-
1: slower than Austin's strategy because Austin's was one and done, but still pretty good. And then you had Sean, who just. <laughs> could not (laughs) struggled struggle and like if you were a good player you might have watched the other teams on their first run and adjusted your style and he just didn't and so it gave them probably a minute or two delay compared to the other two teams now would that have saved them with the puzzle it seemed like at least from the editing they were about to restart the whole puzzle by the time the other two were still like finishing theirs up so maybe it was doesn't matter in the end but uh yeah poor lulu they just can't catch a break
0: yeah. Charles, your thoughts on the on the challenge? Anything to add to what Westoff said?
2: No, I mean, Lulu just sucks. Yeah. I mean, they won. Great analysis. They they. I, yeah, I mean, I wish I had more to say. They won, yeah. you know, the fruit platter, which, again, for me, one of my notes, and I was going to save this for the closing remarks of just why I would never fucking go on here. I'm not going to be excited about this fruit at all because the thought of eating and not properly washing my hands and I'm looking at how dirty their hands are and they're just like stuffing this fruit into their mouths and I think I actually actually gagged at one point while I was watching them eat it so yeah anyway um, little sidebar for you there sorry Richard
0: but, I'd like to. I'd like to let it be known that that you have the opportunity
2: to wash your hands. Do they have soap? Oh hell no. Okay, then that does not count. So, <laughs> but
0: but um, washing your hands off with water is better than eating them with dirt on your
2: hands. You might as well go ahead and you're literally getting like bacteria, water, and nasty shit. No.
0: Okay, I, I'd like to make it known that the well water is made safe for them to drink. If you can drink it, you can use it
2: to wash your hands. You need soap. Period. Okay. Anyway, anyway, okay. um okay. no, the challenge was was fun to watch for me just to the extent of watching Lulu kind of struggle. Um and I know I should maybe feel good, you know, should maybe look for the feel-good story since I'm a sap but I mean like they were struggling and then even there at the end the even there at the end where thou who shall not be named was just standing there and not even giving direction anymore when they were all kind of arguing like you got to help me and you got to tell me and blah 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 blah. it's just like why the fuck are you even trying right now And again, I feel like everybody else has just bonded better where we've gotten to see Lulu make better connections within their own tribe. But everyone else, when it gets down to it again, they are really working together and their communication is on point and they are really, 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 really competing. And Lulu just shows up and it's like, nobody's on the same page. They're just fucking arguing and going back and forth. And you didn't tell me to do this. And you should do this. Like, slow up, like, take a step back and kind of reset yourself. So,
0: anyway. So, let me ask the question looking from the outside lens. If there was one person that you would pin this loss on from Lulu, in the past, you had the easy option, Brandon, because he just sucked at challenges. He seems like a nice guy This is the physical challenges and all that stuff was not For him The man struggled climbing up a fucking ladder On the first episode So let me ask Now that Brandon's gone you think that they're going to do better They win their first challenge out In the reward challenge So let's ask I'll go to you first Westoff If there was one person That you would pin this on is Or is there one person you could pin this on Or is it just a whole tribe Fuck up just as a whole Again,
1: it's that puzzle. I don't know. I don't know why the puzzle was so much harder for them. Like, is it luck, maybe? Uh, is it like, I, but my gut says, it Sean, ain't no
0: damn luck. It's a puzzle.
1: I know, but like, it's a uh, puzzle. Puzzles can be different. Like, it looked like that puzzle could have had one way that you started building it. It looked good. And then if you didn't notice it was the wrong way, you could go for a while before you figured it out. And that seems like they went down that path all the way until they had like their last block and had to reverse versus I think it was Reba was in a similar situation, but it had like half a puzzle was able to tear it down, build it back up. Um, But I don't know who to blame for that. Like, I don't know if it's that obvious from Emily's bird's eye view that like it was wrong. So I would still put it on Sean um, for his bad start. And just like when you're behind the eight ball, it just raises everyone's stress levels already. You're trying to catch up, you're already rushed. And so maybe you, put a little less effort into the beginning of that puzzle uh, and that just gets you on the wrong foot and you're already down the wrong path. So
0: I will say you're totally right. We've seen a lot of occasions where puzzles are a certain way and one wrong move, it may look right to you, but it's totally not Charles. I'll go to you. Same question.
2: I would agree with Daniel and say Sean, just because the the delay of getting the key off is going to be huge and whether it's subconscious or not you got to think while you're watching the other teams and you were literally waiting on this guy to get a key off so that you can move forward that's going to be a bit deflating right you're putting yourself at a again i know daniel said maybe two minute deficit or whatever it could have been more or could have been less but you were literally in the hands of the person on that first leg and if you are waiting and waiting and you are seeing everyone else has already moved on and is halfway through the next leg of this challenge, I'm going to get mad as shit. Like I, you know, I'm a competitive person. And again, even though I already know I'm going to feel some kind of way if I ever get drunk enough that I apply to go on this Island, but let's do it. I am we'll do what
1: I said, let's do it.
2: Yeah. But no, I'm going to watch this. And I mean, I'm going to be deflated. I'm going to genuinely have to find some way to mentally check myself back into the competition while I'm watching everyone else do so well. And I hate to kind of put the blame on somebody, and we're obviously just kind of doing this off of speculation. But, yeah, I mean, that's, for me, it's kind of a no-brainer, truthfully. It it would be Sean, for sure.
0: Yeah, well, Lulu, a tribe that kind of, Rebuilt themselves and you had um And you were looking at a, type, a tribe that you Think this is a strong for Heading into a merge if they can make it that Far they're not going to make it That far Um, So th- let's just I, I don't even know where to start With what their tribe di- dynamic Was like coming back when they Sent Caleb to go On that trip there were Discussions with between Sabaya and Emily and Sean about How social Caleb is of a player, and how that could be potentially dangerous if you let him get too far. And I think the interesting dynamic that you guys will soon see come to fruition—that's so different about Sur- Survivor compared to Big Brother—is because you start as teams. There does, there is a point where yeah, you know, everybody starts playing for themselves, and is in a, and it's an individual game, right? Um, obviously, I've been saying it all, all you know, this entire. You know, all of our episodes, it's the merge, right? And so you don't want to let a player, I I 100% see why you wouldn't want to let a player like Caleb get to the merge. Because in Big Brother, if you win HOH, you don't play the HOH the following week. In Big Brother, in Survivor, if you win the immunity challenge, oh, you're still playing in the next immunity challenge. You could go on a streak. Like it's not, you know, it's not impossible for you to win every single immunity challenge and just coast your way to the final that way, or at least the final four. So there's a certain appeal to, to getting rid of someone like Caleb with the uncertainty of like, I don't know how many more chances we're going to get to chop him, to chop him off. Right. Then you get back after the challenge and now you've got conversations between like Emily and Kate, um, Oh my god, where do we even start? All right, we're going to try to track everything so you're going to hear a lot of my voice and then we'll take it to these guys and see what they think of it. So, Sabaya and Emily uh, Emily comes to Sabaya and Sean and kind of confirms the three of them confirm they're voting for Caleb. And Sabaya talks to Caleb she tells Caleb that they're voting for Emily but they're going to pin the blame on each other when they tell Emily, you know, what's going on and they're going to, so Caleb tells Emily to vote for Sabaya. Emily tells Caleb, sorry. uh, Yeah. Emily tells uh, uh, whatever. Oh my God. It's there's so many lines that need to be crossed right now. Um Just em, as far as what they're telling, Emily, Caleb and Sabaya are voting for each other. And that's where they're trying to sway Emily to vote as well. Emily sees right through that shit. Emily, I, I have to give props where it's due. Smart enough to realize who's serious about what. And you could say that that's total that it's totally up to chance. But she realizes Sabaya and Sean are genuinely going to vote for Caleb. Sabaya trusts Emily with the knowledge that she has the beware advantage. So now Emily is cognizant of the fact that Sabaya doesn't have a vote. So I think I've I think I've covered all the lines except for the last piece of the puzzle, which is Emily goes to Caleb and says, you don't understand. These guys are genuinely writing your name down tonight. I'm willing to vote for Sabaya with you. Let's do this. And what I think is really fun about the way that it is edited, because I agree with Westoff what you, the point you made earlier about like production, being able to hide things. I also think that there's a certain appeal while I agree with what you said fully, there's also a certain appeal of having production be able to do what they do and tell a story. Because I feel like going into Tribal, I didn't really know if Caleb was voting for Sabaya or if he was voting for Emily. So I I like that tension and I like that kind of
2: suspense. But You felt like, not to interrupt, but you felt like you didn't know where he was going to vote? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, agree. See, I felt like Caleb, I did.
0: it did. Caleb it, himself, the thing is, in his confessional, he said, like, I don't know where I'm going to vote tonight. Yeah. Like, you it's don't still, know. I
2: don't know. You seemed... could,
0: like, I could feel him getting swayed by Emily. I could feel that he was getting swayed. But at the same time, I wasn't going into tribal saying, yeah, Sabaya's gone. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't 100% yeah. there of, like, I know they're both 100% voting this way. There are tribals in the past where, like, I know, like, oh, they're totally voting this way. Right. But this time, but this time there was like, I know that Caleb is swaying, and like between two, you could feel that he felt that Emily was genuine, and that that would be a good option for him. But there was a world, in my opinion, where he still votes for Emily out of loyalty to Sabaya and Sean.
2: Yeah, I I'll differ on that just a little bit, to the extent that. I don't know. My other friend, who I actually texted when Daniel texted me and said you should get him on tonight, because um, he texted me about something else, and I was like, you should get on the podcast even though you're out of town. Um, he and I were texting during the episode, and just from the get-go, even though the whole Tribal Council situation was really fucking awesome to watch. Play oh, we're out. gonna
0: get to that. Oh, I'm yeah, so ready. For um, that.
2: Like I knew, like he sent me a text that goes, "These people are fucking morons. We have to deal with thou who shalt not be named again." And then I even replied and said, "Yeah, this is crazy because she's still going to be here." Like, I does felt he that like? Vibe. Does he like her? No, not at all. He can't stand her either, um, and that's why we were texting because we both just as soon as they walked in and they started their conversations and the 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 making of s'mores on the campfire ensued like i just i just knew i was like all the conversations that caleb had had with this person prior to you know i knew that she was obviously going to show loyalty to him since he had opened his heart to her and he had that bond for being the one to open his heart i was like there is literally no way that he's going to vote for her like i had no question in my mind that it wasn't going to go that way
1: can i strongly disagree with that one
2: million percent (laughs) because we have to fucking disagree finally finally
1: i think it was a complete toss-up and i think it was because sabaya whether she did it intentionally or not made a genius move when she went to caleb and said hey we're going to target Emily, but we don't want her to know what's coming. We'll blame each other. I'm going to say I'm voting you out. You're going to say you're voting me out. That planted the perfect seed of doubt so that when Emily came to Caleb and was like, hey, Sabaya says she's going to vote you out. I believe her and does her whole spiel. If you're Caleb, you're like, I'm expecting this. I was told he literally to,
0: said that in his confessional. Yeah. Sabaya like, told me that she was that she was going to tell Emily. exactly.
1: To go so if you think that Sabi- you and Sabaya are playing a trick on Emily to make sure she stays calm before she goes home. And then Emily approaches you frantic, saying they're gonna vote you out, well, this would be like a genius Dan Big Brother move to trick, you know, it's like a double blind side almost. And so I went into that tribal ceremony going, I have no idea. It's it comes down to Does Caleb believe sabaya's plan or does he see through sabaya see that he's at risk and actually believe emily is like from his perspective emily has been on the outs this whole time why would she have any of this info why would they share this info with her unless it was the plan that i'm a part of already which is to trick her into thinking we're blaming each other so i thought it was a lot more up in the air.
0: Uh, and, but
2: uh, but also like
1: it. props to Sabaya for even coming up with that plan it, it added some drama to, to I to will also
0: say if I'm Caleb and the thing is this is what's frustrating about it not having live feeds and stuff is that we don't know the, the, the full extent of what happens behind the scenes production just does their best to fit the most important and prominent moment, moments into 90 minutes out of 72 hours so for me if i'm caleb or like 48 72 whatever same crap um if i'm caleb what i'm looking at here is emily is on the outs if i you know if if there really is a world where people vote for her, if I pull her in and take and take her as my two, she has to be loyal to me. Has to. Whereas Sabaya could chuck Caleb, anything is truth be told, anybody could throw you off, you know, at, at any given moment, just cut you off. But when you bring someone in from the outs, and you guys have seen this in Big Brother, we know this from these kinds of reality shows. When you bring someone in from the outs, they have a stronger sense of loyalty to you because you are literally saving their ass. Yeah, and I think and that's so, why it was a
2: no brainer for me because it was. Like, I just think
0: that this was a played... smart. That this is the I hope that what happened behind the scenes that we don't know about is Caleb goes Samuel and goes like, "I want you know Sabaya's voting for you." That's what she told me. Let's get together and get rid of her. And yeah, kind of
2: I make think, that a solid team. Just from uh, editing and. Pres- uh, production and what we saw again for me it was like they're making such a big deal about the bond that caleb and emily have gosh i said her fucking name again i'm slipping True. but they're they're showing so much of this bond that why it, would they if it wasn't me, worth anything yeah it was just such a giveaway of like i know where this is going this is going nowhere else but for her to still be here because he is like, showing his cards and showing his alliance with her. And like you said, Richard, like, I've saved her, so I know she's going to be loyal. So I'm going to take her word for every fucking ounce that she says, and this is my girl. And that's why I was also annoyed, because I want her to be gone.
0: I'd also like to say credit to the editors for this episode, because typically... By the time they walk into tribal council, we can sit there like my buddies and I are watching can sit there and go based off of what we just watched. We know this person's going just because the way that they were edited, because a lot of times the person that goes home is edited to look like a moron. Example A, Brandon from episode two, they kind of edited his clips together to make him look like a bit of a wuss and a bit of a moron. And so you kind of like we went like my body, like going to tribal council, me and my body were sitting on my couch and we just go like, yeah, it's Brandon. It's it's probably Brandon tonight. And so I just think that they did a like what was really good about this one editing wise is that going into tribal, like you said, Wesoff, Sabaya still looked real goddamn smart and still made the right moves and still played. You know, the game to the best of her ability, you know, given what she was working with. I think Sabaya did a great job. I think she did the best that she could, given what, you know, given the hand that she was dealt. She got great. I mean,
2: she fucking roasted marshmallows at the campfire. So, yeah,
0: let's talk, let's talk about
1: it. They walk in. You tell us, Richard, how, like, how new, like, this has never been done before, right?
0: No, this is the first time that they've had an idol in wax. Sabaya walks in and just, Puts her. Oh my god! Just, I was just fucking puts weak. the candle in the fire,
2: and, and Jeff is and, just sitting there. And, and pulls just like, out uh,
0: just a well. stick, just a long ass stick. Now I think I told this. I think I told this to Charles. Um, mm-hmm. I expected that Sabaya was going to put the candle on the on a stick and just sit there and just turn it. like a freaking marshmallow at a campfire. What? Okay. Watching her tend to that candle and go up to it every few seconds. And then the cherry on top was when she took the shit out and had Sean pour water on it. That was the cherry on top. We've had some iconic fun moments at tribals and I'll show y'all one as I think it has I think it's become tradition now that once we go off of once we finish these episodes I show y'all some clip from the show and we're going to continue that this week of just fun things and for my survivor fans I'm going to show them uh from the all-winner season season 40 when uh Adam Klein the winner of Millennial's Gen X season 33 tried to play an what he thought was an idol at tribal We've had some very fun moments at Tribal. This is definitely up there for me. The sur- what what did what did uh Propes call it the Survivor cookout the Survivor campfire well, I don't know what he called it. I, I don't recall. I don't remember. It was, it was so good. Me and I think me and Charles, like me and my buddies, were cracking up. I think Charles texted me during that, like we were well, cracking up.
2: One hundred percent. We were weak.
0: cracking up.
1: Just her it cockiness was- to be like, sorry, oh, Jeff, can you hold your questions for a second? I gotta go I turn my candle.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that 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 <laughs> took it. That did it. That was it. It was so funny. Just I don't know. And and something that I was talking about with, with my buddy was like, how cruel. Like, I remember at one point we just go, how cruel would it be if she did all this crap and it's the same idle twist that Austin got? And then she opened it, and it was the same idol twist that mm-hmm. Austin got. Now, let me say this. Y'all, like, as viewers, we watch it from the bird's eye view, from the God mode. We know everything that's going on. But if you can try to put yourself in Sabaya's shoes, what would you have done with that idol? Would you have voted and played that idol at that tribal council which you know as we know like you know high inside being 2020 would have been the right call or do you save it what do you what do you do oh I don't know whichever one of you guys wants to go first
2: I'll go first because I'll be kind of quick again um just truthfully again I I say this time and time again whether it's Survivor or big brother or whatever reality show I feel like I know what I would do sitting on the couch but being in that moment would be completely different. So I hate saying, "Oh my gosh, I would do this and do that," but then I'm in that moment, again I'm sleep deprived and hungry and cold and all these things. Yeah. My mind is not going to be on the same plane as I am sitting here sipping my fucking, you know, expensive bourbon. So, um I would think, though, trying to remove looking at it from that, you know, God mode, as you say. I probably would have gone ahead and voted in that moment only because I if I'm going to take the time to delay Jeff from talking and moving this council forward, I'm going to do it because I want to vote in that moment again on the flip side reading that and saying oh if i can hold this off i'm gonna have more power but i'm not gonna go through the oh let me go turn this and oh wait well yeah this is almost melted it's almost gone sitting here in this moment i don't think that i would go through that to not use it in that moment i would want it i'm going for it you know what i did this for a reason let me vote so that again truthfully in that moment too i can hopefully make what i want to happen happen um yeah no i'll be interested to hear what daniel has to say about that
0: all right then what's off? i'll turn it over to you before i say my piece
2: if i'm being honest i probably would have
1: used it i'm sorry i probably would have done what she did which is not use it like i'm trying to put myself in her shoes i don't know Probably that much about Caleb and Emily's relationship, like that. All those conversations they have of him trying to help her happen away from me. So in my mind, I'm I'm pretty confident I've uh, I've I've convinced Emily to join the dark side to get Caleb out. He seems like a big threat. If you're a normal player, Emily's been out of everything, and so I I, I would just assume that she's going to go along with whatever the tribe is doing just to keep trying to fit in. Uh, And then on top of that, I'd know myself. I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, look, it's not guaranteed, but I feel good about my position. I'm on this show one time. I'm going to play to win this thing. Like I'm keeping this power because I want to go further in the game. I would have just done what she did. Uh, You get caught up in the moment. You get a little cocky, you get a little food, sleep deprived. Uh, Not thinking clearly. I for sure probably would have done the same thing. And probably would have gone home too. Um, But it just goes to show like, the power of friendship versus like outcasting. Uh, Emily, she could have gone either way, it was kind of her choice who she wanted to send home, Caleb or Sabaya. Uh, and it just shows like never, never join the outcast team that goes and makes fun of the people and like out and like others them. Like every player is valuable, no matter how much you might hate them in a moment, they could be useful to you in a situation like this.
2: Oh, wow, Daniel, just
0: I got just love the sappy. I, I love that Wes off just went like <laughs> Paul Abrahamian, My Little Pony on us with the power yep, of the, friendship. What the,
2: <laughs> everybody is important. You mean the world. Oh my gosh! Hey, uh, Charles. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He, he went fucking for, for, those for those listening.
0: For those listening, I just put my my hand on the shoulder of the camera to make a Heisman moment there.
2: Yeah, no. um, oh, the fuck. to
0: me. I'm toward I think in the moment I would have done what, what Sabaya did. But when you but if you take the extra if I took the extra few steps to think about it, I would have. I would have played the idol and voted. Um, I think, Charles, you're right. If you're going to waste so much time, there's a reason why you need that vote. And when you've got a tribe of four where it could be a two, two, three, one, like every vote matters with these small numbers. Hey, what happens and if they
1: would have tied two, two?
0: So if it ties, um if I'm not mistaken. So if it ties it goes to a re-vote. They all vote again and if it's not and if there's no decision then I'm pretty sure it becomes open discussion to see if anybody I th- this is the part where I'm questioning like if they kept this in. It's open discussion to see if anybody's willing to flip their vote between the two. It becomes just those two. So it would become just Sabaya and Caleb. Emily and Sean would become immune if if the vote stayed the same way after the revote. So they voted again, and it was still two Sabaya, two Caleb. It would just go deadlock. Sabaya and Caleb would be up. It would be, like, very big brother-ish. Emily and Sean are immune. It's just a matter of, like, can Emily and Caleb convince Sean to flip? Can Sean and Sabaya convince Emily to flip? If no one flips, Sabaya and Caleb... Get ready for your chance. They draw rocks. Propes brings up a bag. One rock is white. One rock is black. One of them means you're going home. One of them means you're safe. We've seen things go to rocks before between multiple players, like more than two. We've seen votes go to rocks between like whole groups. So yeah, it it, Interesting. and that's why you heard if you, if you notice Emily and Caleb literally said that if they both, that if both Sabaya and Sean vote, Together, that Emily and Caleb are like promised each other that they were going to go to Rocks. That's what they meant. They okay. weren't going to flip. They weren't going to do shit. They were going to continue to to press Sean to flip and join them, or they were going to go to Rocks. They weren't going to pass it up. Okay. But for me, you when you look at the way that Emily plays this game, I don't trust her for one second. Five seconds onto camp life, Emily was already saying, like, oh, Sabaya and Caleb, they, you know, they're they're you know making alliances and all this crap. And she was already playing and like playing that kind of hyper-vigilant, like paranoid, like literally, she was playing hopscotch over the line of hyper-vigilant and paranoid. Like every time she spoke, she was hopscotching over that line. And so, if I know that that's how she's playing this game, part of me has got to be thinking, this girl could very well be going to Caleb to flip against me, now that she has this information. So, like, I agree with what we said earlier, like, it was a great move for her to go and say, like, to Caleb, like, Emily's going to tell you to vote for, that I'm voting for you, and just kind of preface, preface that. But also, you got to know that this girl is volatile, and she's going to do whatever the hell she wants. And so I just wouldn't have felt safe and secure. And I think when you get to, if you have to vote at three, two is safer than one. I probably like, if you think it through, I probably would have played that idol, but I also agree with Wes off. Like there's, there's that interview. That's like, this is like my moment. This is my chance. Let's play balls to the wall. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That was just really fun. That tribal was really fun. I remember texting um, you guys like, welcome to Survivor. This is like I can't even count, like remember to count how many Big Brother votes went by where every week I was ready to sit down on this chair with you guys and just go Charles is another unanimous vote. <laughs> it's another boring vote. So I think this has just been this is fun for y'all, for y'all to see how volatile this game could become in such a short period of time. So, last remarks. Next episode is going to be a tribe swap, and it is confirmed pretty much that it'll be three tribes staying with three tribes, just mixing it up. Um, what are your guys' hopes looking forward to like the next uh to the tribe swap so it'll be three tribes of five um any final remarks on this episode hopes for the next episode for the future
2: whoever wants to go whoever's got something on their mind ready to go i feel like i've gone first the whole time so i'll just go first again uh hope i need my boys austin and drew to fucking stay together ride or die let's fucking ball out let's be athletic skinny guys with glasses <laughs> to the fucking end because that's me Um, and one of my notes is Lulu is so weak I would not want to merge with anyone from there and that's just kind of how I feel Um, again they they got their fruit but everything else just watching them is a complete fail so as someone from another tribe there's nothing in me that would want to be with any of them um, but on a more entertaining side, again, this is exciting. You know, I have something else to watch. Oh boy. Knowing that yeah. other people are watching and have something to talk about with me. And I have other people who are willing to do late night shit. And it's late night shit when I can make fun of Richard. And <laughs> I hate to say it, agree with Daniel. So. Here we go.
1: We'll try and keep that to a minimum. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, my closing thoughts. I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, tribe merge and mixing up tribe members, uh, just what that dynamic is like. It's not something I've seen on other shows. You've got some base loyalty built in through a week of living together. And then all of a sudden some of those people are going to be your enemies and you've got strangers in your camp, basically. So. Uh, that'll be really fun to see play out. I don't have any super big thoughts about how the mix-up will go. I'm just excited to see it. Uh, my only other thought was, uh, what was, uh, what was Sabaya's accent? Because I swear I thought the whole time she was from like Philadelphia, like it was some Philadelphia accent, and now I'm looking at her on this. Sabaya is from got. North
2: Carolina. See, I would have said Louisiana. No, no,
1: it says in on this
2: graphic, at least she's from Decatur, Georgia, right? Yeah, she's a southern girl for sure. I'm looking
0: that, at the official, like what, um, I'm pretty sure this is what they told, but either way,
1: how both, they were just like, that accent is not southern. That is a like weird, oh, that's southern accent.
2: for sure. For sure. No, it's, I'm picturing all, I'm picturing all of the um USTA southern meetings that I've been at in Atlanta (laughs) and again like she to me is Louisiana but yeah Yeah. she's I've talked to her at a USTA southern meeting for sure
1: (laughs) all right I just mean I couldn't pinpoint it so I wanted to see what you all thought but yeah Decatur Georgia or North Carolina both were not what I expected
0: oh to me the most ambiguous like I don't know what this accent is is easily Jake's like what is that? Yeah, it's like I
1: hear some Boston, but also I get Philadelphia vibes from him, too. Like, the weird...
0: off, that was fully sarcastic. That is the most Boston man that has ever been cast Uh, on this goddamn... Like, uh, this rivals Boston Rob in terms of how Boston we're getting here.
1: I might just be on some Philadelphia kick, because I'm here in Philadelphia and multiple players, so uh, forgive me for
0: that. I don't know what Philadelphians you're spending time with or Pennsylvanians, but... That is bo- That is a Boston man through and through. I'm, <laughs> but I'm I mean, shit. Watch-
2: Richard just pulled out a fucking Kentucky tenant. I don't what? know who you're spending time <laughs> with. I Did I? What the fuck was that? Did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I
0: know. I was about to say I'm about to be watching Kelly and Katara to see how much of a New York accent they have if they have one. <laughs> But I do have a tendency to slip into accents. So we'll see if that persists throughout every freaking episode that we sit mm-hmm. down for. But no, any other closing thoughts? Any other, you know, hopes for the future?
1: Oh, good. Okay. Let's well, go, Emily. I, I, I'm hearing good things are coming. So, oh,
0: well, gosh. then that's all we've got for this week. Thank you guys all for listening. Thanks for joining us and hanging out with us for however long this episode lasted. And we'll catch you guys next time.